0: Hey everyone, this is Jason Schappert, and you're listening to the Private Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. What makes the perfect flight lesson? Hey everyone, Jason Shapper here of M0A.com, and you are listening to the Private Pilot Podcast brought to you by our number one rated online ground school, groundschoolacademy.com. If you enjoy these podcasts, if you enjoy our videos, if you think I do a halfway okay job of breaking tough subjects down into plain conversational English, you're gonna love our number one rated online ground school. Visit ground. Schoolacademy.com and become a member today. So what do I believe, in my professional opinion, makes a perfect flight lesson? Some people will tell you, Jason, there is no such thing as a perfect flight lesson, but I beg to differ with that. I think that perfect flight lesson is out there. Some of you who are active in your training, maybe you've experienced what I'm about to explain to you. But let me share with you first some variables that you have to have in order to make that perfect flight lesson. And the first is a pre-flight brief. This is something I do with every student. Every student before we fly knows what to expect. It could be a quick conversation days before the flight. Hey, we're going to do this, this, and this, so be ready for it. It could be a more formal sit-down lesson of, hey, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this is how I expect you to do it. But you can't go into your perfect flight lesson unprepared. Or, in your case, maybe you wanted to be prepared, but you had no idea what to expect. We could go up and do slow flight, steep turns and stalls. Yet you've been studying all this time for landings. You didn't look over slow flight, steep turns and stalls. So you and your CFI being on the same page is so important. If you are not getting a pre-flight briefing from your flight instructor, your flight instructor is doing you a disservice. And again, it could be it could take 30 seconds of their time just Tell me what we're doing next lesson. And, I understand variables happen. The weather is real crummy and you have to cancel. Or, the ceilings are at 1,500 feet and you can only do landings when you wanted to go up and do your air work. I understand things change. We're going to talk about those different variables in a second. But, the perfect lesson starts with a pre-flight brief and it ends with with a post-flight brief. It ends playing Monday morning quarterback and talking about how you did. Hey, so-and-so, man, your steep turns to the left were really great, but on the one to the right, you got to remember, we're working against the grain of that propeller. It's going to take a little bit more back pressure. And and let that CFI kind of talk you and teach you through, on the ground, through that steep turn of where you screwed up. Let them praise you and let them give you some constructive criticisms as well on areas to work on. That's a post-flight brief. And a post-flight brief should end with, hey, we're going to work on this, this, and this next time. They're already alluding to that pre-flight briefing. You see, the airplane is for demonstrating my knowledge. My good friend Eric Crump told me once that the airplane is a terrible classroom. And that is a phrase I still use to this day. The airplane is a terrible classroom. You're moving at 110 knots. It's the summertime. It's hot out. Whatever it may be, the airplane is a terrible classroom. The airplane is for demonstrating my knowledge. And we have to obtain that knowledge on the ground ahead of time before our flight. So a perfect lesson, by the way, here I am talking about all this planning where you could sit down and chair fly your flight lesson. Okay, Jason said we're going to do steep turns, slow flight, and stalls. Great, and you sit in your big comfy lazy boy chair and you chair fly that and you visualize your steep turns, you visualize your slow flight. You're even moving your hands like you're pulling out the car, putting the flaps in for slow flight and the dirtier landing configuration. You've got everything just chair flow and you've got this perfect flight lesson in your head. But a perfect flight lesson or any flight lesson never goes as planned, does it? There's always variables. There's other variables like this traffic that cuts you off. Or there's other variables like ATC gave you right traffic when in your mind you were planning for left traffic. And sometimes when we get thrown a slight curveball, we get all off course here, figuratively and literally sometimes. So, how can we stay on course with that? Because there are going to be variables. ATC is going to do something different. There's going to be other traffic out there that's going to cut you off in the pattern. Or, uh, you know, you're doing your clearing turns and you spot them. You have to go somewhere else. There's going to be other variables. So, a perfect flight lesson somewhat follows your plan. You accomplish the big picture objectives of steep turns, slow flight, and stalls. And then you handle the variables that are thrown at you. And, they're going to pop up. But, how can we better prepare? Because, we can't totally prepare for every variable, every situation. But, how can we better prepare for these variables that are ultimately going to be thrown at us? You've heard the phrase, stay ahead of your airplane. And, it's one thing for me to say, well, you gotta stay ahead of the airplane. And that's a, that's a common CFI, like in, in all their wisdom, they tell you that you need to stay ahead of the airplane. And you, as the student, go, oh, that sounds so good. It's like a Chinese proverb or something. What, is that, what does it really mean to stay ahead of the airplane? Staying ahead of the airplane consists of asking yourself questions What radio call is gonna be next? What checklist? should I be doing next? What memory item? What checklist? Or, if this guy ta- referenced another airplane, if that airplane does this, then there's a good chance I'm going to have to do this. If I'm in the traffic pattern, and they just told one guy to extend his downwind, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I'm following him, so I'll probably have to extend my downwind as well. I'm thinking ahead of the airplane, because in the sky, it's not all about you. There's so many other variables. So, when you hear the phrase, staying ahead of your airplane, and they're very correct, you do. And, it can be difficult when you're hurtling through the sky at 110 knots to stay ahead of that airplane, just a few seconds even. You can't afford to fall behind an airplane, because it's going to continue forward, whether you're ready for it or not. So, thinking ahead, what radio call will I be making next? What checklist is next or what memory item or what action step needs to happen next? Or, geez, if that's happening to that airplane and he's doing that, there's a good chance I'll do this. Uh, other examples, you're on a 10-mile final, and he has somebody else to report a two-mile left base. You're going to be number two for landing. You need to be watching for that traffic. You better hope you know he's a little bit faster than you, or you need to slow yourself on down thinking ahead of that airplane looking at possible outcomes and figuring out which outcome you want and taking the desired action and then assessing those results. And if not, changing those action steps till you get the results you need. Now, we can't let this become a distraction. You do need to continue to fly the airplane. I told you to stay ahead of the airplane, but you still have to fly the airplane. I've seen students get uh, paralysis analysis of thinking about their radio call. And they're thinking, and you can just see the wheels spinning, and they're, they're practicing the radio call in their head, but their heading is all over the place. Their altitude is all over the place. Or they've been thinking about that radio call, call so long, they've already violated the airspace that they were trying to get cleared into in the first place. So, yes, stay ahead of your airplane, but don't let it become a distraction to you. The iPad can make a lot of us guilty of this. And you guys know I'm big, a big advocate and fan of using an iPad in the cockpit. But an iPad can serve as that distraction. An iPad is meant to increase situational awareness, which should increase your ability to stay ahead of the airplane. However, if you're not familiar with that iPad app or the iPad in general, it then becomes a distraction and you fall further behind that airplane and that iPad is doing the opposite of what it was originally meant to do. Which is again why I emphasize learn everything you can on the ground via a ground school. Even learn your iPad and master the iPad chair fly your lessons that you you learn what you're going to do from your pre-flight brief. Every little step you take is going to help you stay ahead of that airplane and think ahead of that airplane. Anyone who's flown with me can tell you, I'm thinking ahead to what frequency is next. I may be on with the approach controller. I'm 20 miles out from where I'm going. It has a control tower. I'm thinking the next frequency is probably going to be the tower and i'm getting that frequency queued up and then after i talk to tower i'm getting the ground frequency queued up and i'm just trying to stay a step ahead because if it's bumpy or the visibility is low and i'm getting bumped around here and he tells me to turn to 11 contact tower on 119.25 it's nice just to hit the flip flop button rather than spinning those knobs trying to get to 119.25 I've had instances where the controller thought I was a local and just said, hey, 5-9 Quebec, contact Ocala Tower or contact this tower. And, they're assuming you know that tower frequency. Now, that's rare. And, usually when the controllers are very busy and too busy to even spit out a frequency at you. But, it shows thinking ahead, always asking yourself what's next and knowing the ultimate result that you want to get. Guys, I really hope you enjoyed this quick podcast on what makes the perfect flight lesson. My definition of that perfect flight lesson is the one you plan for, yet the one you excel at when all the variables are thrown at you. Nothing is more rewarding than knocking out your flight maneuvers successfully But landing and going, man, I handled that complex radio call. Or man, I handled it when there was five other aircraft in the traffic pattern like a boss. That's what's important there. That's what a perfect flight lesson is. It's a lesson that stretches you. It's a lesson that makes you grow. And it's a lesson that helps you stay further ahead of that airplane. Guys, thank you so much for helping making the Private Pilot Podcast the top-rated podcast in the iTunes aviation category. We couldn't do it without you guys. Again, if you need a ground school, if you're looking for a ground school, groundschoolacademy.com. Check it out. Become a member today. And most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. See ya.